fair, like all the notes have changed since I've left. And I had a five pound note in my purse and I went to a bar or something and the dude looked at me like I was crazy and was like, we don't, we don't accept these anymore. For why? Because they changed the notes. And you add a touch girl, you yeah. add a touch. non-mainstream music I guess or whatever that is mm-hmm. um whatever you define that as by Tanzanian standards but a friend invited me I was like cool let's go I'm gonna head over with him cute, to check cute, it out cute. I hope it is and it's also part of my whole thing of like life is not over <laughs> no. get out of like step out of bed no. and like do other things truly your life is not over it because it feels like one it per- is it kind of goes into what we were saying earlier today, just like these people who we share intimate moments with and intimate feelings for, who essentially just become mirrors. Like I feel like at this point of my existence, um, relationships, romantic relationships are like just a amazing vehicle through which to learn about myself and the things that I think are inherent to me but are actually just learned behaviour or just inherited behaviour and Uh like things I want to change being home has actually been it's made that so much clearer because you know when you're around your family and the people that you so much happens in childhood you know so much of who we are comes from our childhood and what we learn Um, and I just am realizing how like there are so many like distinct nuanced parts of myself and how I react and how I interact intimately and how much of that is like learned yeah or, like that that I, I that I've, I've felt is inherent to me and it just isn't and exactly all so much you know there are so many different types of processes of unlearning and I feel like uni was the time college was when we kind of um unlearned about structures and and the society at large and became really really angry about the the lies that we've been told about ourselves and how we fit in the world and I think at this juncture of my life it's like unlearning things on a much more personal level um yeah about how I exist me as a human and not just as like a social construct um but me as like a genuine person um and it's hard fam <laughs> it's really hard it really is like so many things are happening at one time i have real chest pains because of this yeah. but i mean your point about you know what different phases in our lives mean in terms of what we're learning and unlearning i tend to get the feeling that though in college i learned um how to just like deconstruct the norms of society in different ways and deconstruct how I think, I almost feel like I unlearned a certain level of, I didn't learn about compassion. I, I think I almost lost a little bit of compassion. Yeah, um, and what's the other word, was, like um, agency also, you know, like yes. I think. Agency, emotional agency mm-hmm, specifically. Mm-hmm. Like how um, I think. You, it became a time of like recognizing how much 
how much is determined outside of ourselves and and I think a exactly what I actually can determine and what I actually do determine it became really easy to let go of that especially at a like at a place that is so so much (laughs) like our college was um yeah I mean I think we have a lot of fear of vulnerability to the mm -hmm. point where that became you know that like that intimate that lack of intimacy culture that we had in in uni in our position I I carry that into real life that's not how it works everywhere and so you know I'm constantly in this position of not having a level of empathy or a level of compassion that is required to kind of exist healthily in society right right and i think another side of that also is like the very kind of mm, what's the word like inflexible ways that we view relationships and what intimate relationships can look like and you know having making space making making emotional mental space for someone else doesn't have to equal making less for ourselves and exactly i feel like and, and that's that's definitely what was learned or what I the way that I existed in relationships at uni definitely was like okay this person is now my whole life or um Mm. this situation is now everything um and when you think about things in that inflexible way when you're used to and when that feels when that's what feels natural it's very easy to be like okay I'm just not gonna even think about this other human because I apparently can't do it in a way that also puts me first or that also lets me like feel free and feel in charge of my own self. I think that's what I, that's like my thing right now. The, and it's all, it's like been my thing forever. <laughs> um, it's all about like relationships with power and yes, how we kind of, what, what does power look like for us and what does giving up power look like? And why is it that we view certain things as giving up power and, um, yeah and like how can we just be content <laughs> before we even think about another human in our lives i agree with you 100 percent. i think you know, okay <laughs> so i have this very addictive relationship with power mm-hmm. in the sense that you know this feeling of how i how i think i should be mm. who i think I should be um has very frequently led me to feel like i need to have a consistent sense of power to meet my goals, to be fulfilled in, in all these different ways. And so every time... And when you say sense of power, uh, what does that mean, though? What does that look like? For me, it's emotional power, right? Like, uh, the sense of... How, the, sen- the sense of myself, the sense of having control over every single thing that happens in my life, mm-hmm. uh, and feeling like I always... I am never going to be in a position to be surprised by the people that I, I am surrounded mm. by. Yeah, like I don't want to be in a position where you surprise me. So I, I, so for me in that in my head, or where you could hurt me, making sure I always have the one up on you, right? Yeah, yeah. So you know, and that, and and just generally, kind of like this. You know, I grew up. I guess I'd say, you know, in primary school and high school, I was not the biggest or the best or the most popular person. And then I come to America and then that's when, you know, I have all these people saying like, oh my God, you're really amazing. And I was Mm. like, I've never heard people um, see me in this light and kind of give me this power and this level of leadership and level of trust in every single thing that I would do. My opinion was considered 
you know, valid or a serious one. And so, you know, over the years, I constructed this idea in my head that this is the person that I want to be. I always want to be a leader. I always want to have a one up on everything and everyone. Right. And not in a bad way, but just in, I always, I have already constructed this idea in my head that I'm a boss ass bitch and I am. But then when that translates to um, control over emotions, I end up being in positions where if I feel like I am being threatened with vulnerability because vulnerability was a threat to me, Mm. even though I left it, if I don't know what your intentions are, you become a threat to me. And so you're a threat to my power and sense of control over myself. And so therefore, I will very likely treat you poorly, not communicate well with you, not because I don't feel anything, not because I don't care, but it's more so because I am so scared of losing my power over the entire relationship in general. Right. And in the end, you lose it anyway. Yeah, exactly. And so that's what I'm realizing now, that it wouldn't have made any difference you know, for me to be vulnerable or to not be vulnerable. If I had just, you know, it doesn't change the outcome. If you are open and honest, if the outcome for something to end, it will end. If the outcome is for something to continue, it will continue, but it needs to come from you being honest with yourself. And a lot of times being honest with yourself means letting go of that ego, like killing your ego and that desire to, to have power and, and that feeling that, you know, by giving yourself to someone, you're losing part of yourself. By loving someone else, you are loving yourself less in, in the ways in which you, I don't know, make time for yourself or make space for yourself. And that's not true at all. Right. It's like, why, why, why does it look like this for me? Like, why does that? I mean, the fear that you have of losing your power is born from, it, it didn't come from nowhere. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like, yeah. it's the fear of those those situations arising again of being hurt in very similar ways and exactly it's like how do I turn in on myself and be like okay well why does my love have to look like me letting go of myself why does my love have to look like me um kind of making myself smaller to make someone else more important like how does that fit into the ways that I've been socialized blah 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 blah. yes but then also me like what have I learned over time what have I inherited that is making me like kind of in, in a lot of ways complicit to my pain and how do I like, own that now like just own that and be honest about that and work towards being like a more complete version of myself a healthier version of myself I agree with you entirely and, and also asking yourself this question um in is you know this image of who whoever I'm portraying right now, right, or whoever I'm trying to embody, Mm. is this truly my true self, Mm. right? Do I I act in the ways that reflect my true self and my understanding of what it is that I want in life? If you're not capable of expressing a different side of you, right, that side that's not like, you know, Yes, I am a strong person. I am, you know, straightforward. I am all these different things. But when you take that on as this kind of archetype that you're trying to survive in, you know, you lose the chance to explore the other parts of you that are equally as part of you and actually might be more beneficial to your relationships with other people, to your relationship with yourself, your family, more than anything. Right. And I feel like it's not even about, like, it's all a process but it's not necessarily even about you know being 
the most open and vulnerable and non-guarded version of myself with any person that I might want to have some kind of friendship or relationship with you know we there are reasons why we create guards and I think it's learning how to how how to manifest those guards in ways that don't actually hinder our our growth moving forward like you can't let past hurt um block your blessings essentially exactly so you really need to do that because they're and it's not even just relationship hurt but like so we we learn and and take on so much and we and we take those things on as if they're truths and inherent to who we are and like trauma you know and it's really really hard to do the work of not just gloss over pain and be like oh okay I actually feel fine right now but in what ways have I hardened these wounds into scars that are always going to be here you know like that's yeah. hard work and not a lot of people which is what I'm learning and I realized that like a lot of the people I surround myself with and who I find like my friendships tend to be based on are you someone who is also doing this work and I didn't realize that until recently because everyone who was close to me is someone who was like yo this is the deep shit that I'm learning about myself in this moment and through this relationship and through that thing it's just yeah. necessary like I can't we need to be surrounding ourselves with people who are just constantly trying to be better versions you never stop learning that, you never stop oh, learning you don't stop learning at all um, and that kind of ties into, remember when I was PMSing and mm-hmm. I was all over the place because IUDs suck and they increase your hormone levels. Um, but I was so sad because I felt um, intellectually, you, you said it, I had, I was facing intellectual loneliness, right? Mm-hmm. I think it, it, it really does stem from what you just said in terms of, am I surrounding myself enough with people who, you know, are doing the work? Yeah. Yeah. And to be honest, that's not really a concept that people think about. Like, no one thinks about that. There's no, like, doing the, you know, that's not something I mean, that... barely think about it. You know, like, it's, 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 it's not even a place thing. It's just, like, people don't... Because no. you, when I say that phrase, you won't know what I mean unless you're also doing it, you know? <laughs> exactly. And so I think the lack of, the lack of enough people that were doing the work wasn't necessarily disappointing but it was it was kind of, it kind of made me feel very lacking mm. like I felt like I needed a certain level of energy from the people around me that I, I I was not getting and not because they're not great people not because they're not smart people but it's because this this you know there was no openness about whether you know are you doing the work are you questioning your norms or your behaviors are you digging deep into understanding yourself and and, and right. growing as a human being and when I bring it up it's like oh that's deep and then silence. Right. Oh, allow it. Like, <laughs> so then I just feel like I'm annoying and boring. So, oh man, I don't know. We um, have each other. We do have each That's other. Good. I truly appreciate you and Saida for kind of being my anchors on this like spiritual journey for myself. Because mm. you know, without without both of you, I don't think I would kind of have anyone to to kind of push me a little bit further in my thinking and in mm-hmm. how I communicate. And now I have other friends who are pushing me in my relationship journey type thing to kind of let go of that ego as well. So yeah. like when just once once you let yourself be or not even let yourself, but once you can't help but be extremely vulnerable with someone, you learn so much shit about yourself. 
the thing is, we're translating our emotional life into like our everyday life with like capitalism. Like everything seems like it's a transaction. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And to be a two-way street, it has to be beneficial mm-hmm. um, to you in numerous ways that you can, you know, tangibly see and and feel good about. Everyone shies away from emotions that you feel bad about. Everyone, right. no one like, wants wait, to feel bad. Why about. am I feeling this hurt? Like, what is this? Uh, no one's. Yeah, no, it's real. No one wants to feel bad, and and so we shy away from emotions that potentially will make us feel bad. Being left on red, McKenna, mm. for me, <laughs> terrible. I've been like, <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, <Yeah>. um, <laughs> I know. Um, but yeah, that fear of, of not, of making a loss, you know, you want your balance statement to always be positive. Right, right. Um, and you never think of these bad emotions as something that's actually good for you. Right. I, it's painful, but it's good for you. Which is why, again, the importance of surrounding yourself with people who kind of think in this, how am I working on myself way? Because I find... (laughs) when I talk about like particular like nuanced kinds of pains that I experience in, in intimate shit, like you want people around you who are like, okay, and how is this? Like, how are we thinking about this in a way that fosters your growth as opposed yeah. to like cut that person out right now? You know, like there is, exactly. there are ways. I, yeah. I don't, I don't know if I can say much beyond that. But, yeah. I it, just kind of to add on to, to what you're saying the world is not as black and white as we sort of have learned to see it right. in in college and in and in like and in, in through life, media you know, and just culture. like yeah just whatever we see now about like cutting people off and you know not taking the time to be thoughtful because yeah. you don't know what the other person is going through we can't foster you know um, any sort of connections with people if we're not truly able to make a little bit of sacrifice of our egos yeah and also just like recognize the ways that we have constructed ourselves and how Mm. those ways aren't conducive to our own like growth because they're truly not okay but no we don't understand this what did you say i said uh, we it's very difficult to understand that um with intense pain out of, you know, the change, the, the intense pain that comes with change mm-hmm. is almost a little bit necessary for you, you to grow more, your emotional intelligence yeah. um, and to truly see, like, that significant change in your life. You cannot grow and not feel pain because mm-hmm. whatever it is that you understand as true for yourself, which is not true and that does not reflect who you want to be, that needs to be extracted from your mm-hmm. system. Oh, and painful. it's hard to extract that from your system. It's not an easy process, and it's not, it's not, um, it's painful. I feel like I'm experiencing that on so many different levels right now, like emotionally and a personal level, but then also like literally physically, you know, like mm. there is so much. I, I'm in a, in a physical space that is very different to the one that I thought I would be in months ago and that I like planned to be in. And it's not like, I think sometimes we just need to be like shaken up a little bit to be like, what is it that I'm taking as a, taking as a given now in myself that isn't a given yeah. 
and how do I continue to make sure that I am good? Like I am good and I'm whole and I'm like wherever I am, whatever I'm doing, whoever I am with is like, I can't consistently feel like a rug is being pulled from underneath me. Um, mm. And then I'm like scrabbling for air. And how do you feel like, how do you feel have been the ways in which you are like trying to deal with that? Um, really, 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 really trying to be present. And this is something that even that goes beyond just like what's going on right now in my life and where I am right now, blah, blah, blah. But I think as a general thing, um, I think if you spend too much time in the past or spend too much time thinking about the future, you can't possibly like those things will only like foster anxiety and depression, (laughs) you know, like you can't, there is so much good happening in my life right now. And that, that is not to say that like anxiety and depression won't exist anyway. You know, like you can't just think away, um, mental unhealth, but like I've been trying really hard to just think about, okay, what is here right now? And what all all the good things that are here in this moment right now um the things that I am building and that I know I can only build here in this moment right now and it's hard to kind of of, like extrapolate but like I'm trying to learn yeah just trying to learn what focus looks like again because I I don't know I haven't been able to focus on any one thing in any one moment for a really long time and trying to think about my day as literally just that like just my day like what am I seeing who am I with and Uh, how can I make sure that this moment is the fullest that it can possibly be because this is where I am um uh, and that doesn't stop me like it's my it's it feels like my nature to be forward thinking to be thinking about the future that I want for myself and to be thinking about like how I'm going to build that but uh, these past couple months that's been crippling as fuck that's been so crippling and that shit is good to an extent you know it's what got me it's what got me to where I am it's what got me to Dartmouth in the first place it's what got me to like all these different creative things that I've been able to do and be a part of like being forward thinking but it's it's about a balance um and I think the only way that you can kind of work through change and transformation and the pain of it all is just to be like this thing is painful because I am inherently and I can't help but compare it to another situation that I'm already like making rosier and better and bigger but like what am I where am I right now and how is that amazing and how is this good and how is this what I need um yes so that that I think I feel like that kind of transformation of thought has been occurring in me recently um also just like having really bummer people around me who are like yo I can name 10 things that you've done in the month and a half since being home that I haven't done in two years. <laughs> so chill if I got <laughs> And I have to remind myself of that. And um, just like have, try and have intense gratitude. You know, I'm, I'm loved and I have a roof over my head and I'm about to move into like an amazing apartment. And I've had, I've been employed for most of the time since being home. And I'm like, getting into these like fucking amazing competitive writers groups and I have this play that is going to be something very soon and like there there are a lot of things that I feel are lacking and there's a lot of trauma that was imposed on me very much yes that's the truth but mm-hmm. yo there is a, a lot that I'm still building and I'm still making and I'm in the process of that presently and exactly. 
um also when everything happens at once you know when it's it's very easy to be overwhelmed and very easy to like not be able to work through any of it um I'm just trying not to be rash you know just trying to take it easy <laughs> you know what's interesting um when you mentioned the whole like trying not to be rash mm-hmm. um i was thinking about the ways in which you know um when we're in certain positions we make very emotional decisions oh my god yeah and i think i think i'm sincerely afraid of that position so like being able to i think my goal is to be able to kind of process information or situations without um ultimately jumping into this fear of you know jumping into conclusions or jumping to make decisions that, based on emotions without truly yeah. giving it time yeah and this is and something so time, i think is really important for us to understand in terms of when we are processing how we're feeling or what we're going through we need to factor in time and patience mm-hmm. and knowing that you know whatever it is that we're going through it may not be what we want entirely at this moment but there is like there there is time for us to kind of like just relax and and chill and not make any decisions based off emotions and this is only because i just watched the season finale of being mary jane <laughs> and made a very bad decision off of mm. based off of, like immediate emotions within like a day or something yeah. right and the like, thing is, i think a lot of our, our decisions i think all the emo- decisions we make are emotional right but like we yeah. experience oh my god this fucking train one sec I, no worries, it's not really that loud, to be honest. Okay. We, I think, we experience emotions at different intensities. And mm-hmm. when the intensity is on, like, a fucking 100, that is not the moment <laughs> to be making life-changing decisions, potentially. And I feel like, yeah. especially with, I think, where we are right now and where I am right now with, like, experiencing upheaval, I've learned that personal objectivity just isn't a thing for me it's it's really hard for me to to decide in a moment what i need and i have people who like um who care about me who i'm close to and who are like okay what do you need right now how can i help you right now do you want me to give you space it's like i don't fucking know fam like i'm trying to this is like this is the time when i want to be the most on top want to have the most control want to have the most power because i feel extremely powerless you know like that's what trauma will do to you or make you feel very powerless but it, I think we, we need to be okay with being like, sometimes this shit will come, clarity will come in waves. And I, yeah. not in every moment will I know exactly what I need and how best to, to serve myself. And, and, and figuring that out becomes its own trust exercise, you know? It is. It is an exercise on its own. My friend just sent me a text that he'll be here in 15, and I'm, like, not ready at all. Okay. <laughs> I'm doing my makeup very slowly. We will continue least... this conversation at a later date, basically. And it's yeah. it will be not three months away. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I mean, so, wait, what was I? I was going to finish something up, and then I completely forgot. What was I saying? What were we saying? Very quickly. Personal like, upheaval, trust, trust. Oh, yeah, yeah, so I was reading this other thing about, like, if, some, if you know, if a person didn't turn out, if an outcome didn't happen the way you expected it to, or if someone's behavior didn't turn out the way you expected it to, is it that you're angry at them, or are you angry at yourself for not trusting yourself enough? I don't know if it makes sense, but it's just, like, 
are you mad at your inability to trust your own judgment, right? Because you made that judgment about that person and it didn't turn out in the way that you expected to. So you end up kind of in this position where you don't trust yourself. Yeah. And you don't trust your emotions. So when you when you get asked, what is it that you want? You don't even know because the things that you thought you wanted didn't turn out in the way that you wanted. And so you put that on yourself without realizing that, no, there's another entirely different human being who is also involved here. Who, yes, you may have made the right judgment, but they, it didn't align with theirs. And so that's not your fault. It's not your, it's not, it doesn't mean that you didn't make the right decision for yourself at that moment, but you know, right. whatever it is, you still, you still have to be at a place where you can trust your own um, decisions about who you want in your life and, and, or like what you want to do with your life um, or like who you are, I guess. I don't know. And, and I'm constantly kind of figure out the question, like, who is it that I want in my life? What kind of person is it, is it that I want? Yeah. And that, and the answer to that, I, I don't think that I've fully found it yet. I feel like I should know exactly what it is that I want. But, you know, the parameters for that are constantly changing. Absolutely. Like, it will be for, yeah, for a minute. Yeah. Well, anyways, I'll text you about the journey that I'm on now. Okay. And what that looks like and what that means for me or whatever. Okay. I love you. Yeah. I love you too. Take care. Yeah, I'll speak to you soon. And okay. we'll record. We didn't even do the intro. In two weeks. Oh, hi, this is NK. <laughs> hi, this is Invo. And this was Rice and Tea. You know, we're late. Sorry, it's been busy. It's been, it's been a, a minute. Bit. Life updates will come <sighs> properly at some point. In you know, two weeks. Yeah. In two weeks. Okay, bye. I love you. Love you.